Joe, oh, I'm rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Mm-hmm. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1164. October 4th, 2023. She took my beer. 89 degrees on this day. That was in 1992. And 24 degrees on this day in 1935. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I have to... Uh, talk a couple of GLers off the ledge, but first, Kenny would like Uh-oh. to say something. I would? Well, you asked me before the show started. Oh, I was just kidding, Joe. No, uh, here's the deal. <laughs> Every day I wake up, I have to figure out how to live with myself all over again. Uh, and going to bed last night, waking up today, I still couldn't get it out of my mind. Uh, I really screwed up yesterday, and I'm sincerely sorry, and I want to apologize to the emailer for hit from Hibbing for everything that I said to him. I am truly, deeply sorry. Please continue to email us. Thank you. I think he took it in the way I, most people take everything you yeah. say, which <laughs> is they don't really take it too seriously. <laughs> so I wouldn't Good. worry about it. Good. I I, it it really did bother. It bothered me all day, all, all last night. And as soon as I woke up this morning, uh, that's all I could think about. So I'm really sorry. I truly am. We've got some GLers got out. Tape. We have some GLers out there on the ledge, and I'd like to talk them off. Willard Anger, uh, who uh, addresses his email by saying, "Hey, syrup shoes." <laughs> <laughs> really? In our call for safety and equity on every level in front, we will just bring about we will bring just about any activity to a standstill. I speak generally here, but the impetuousness born of the failed academy, the justice system, and bad parenting catering to the whim of anyone who finds offense at what life hands them leads us to completely alter any activity based on one unfortunate set of circumstances. The marathon situation is freshest in our minds. A decision, good or bad, was made to cancel this event based on hot weather. The immediate call is to completely change the date and the rules in an attempt to accommodate this situation. In other words, if anything goes wrong, we must completely change the rules based on our particular feelings at the moment. It is not acceptable to have adversity in life. If there is, life itself must be altered. Another example. Uh, A small number of people do not wish to hear someone with an opposing view make a public speech. Amy Coney Barrett at the U of M, I think he's referring to. Instead of not going to the speech, the whole thing must be canceled. The police department has some issues. It must be abolished. Math isn't fair to those who have difficulty with the subject, so change the math. I don't like my job, so management should change company policies. Odd absurdum. Uh, Take it easy, Willard. Calm down. I, I understand completely what you're seeing. Scott from Invergrove, never afraid and pushing back. You know what he's done? He's he switched from marathoning to uh, high competition bicycle racing, huh. bicycle riding. Oh, okay. yeah. And they 
so far they've never been affected by any weather events. Mm. All right, but he wants to point out that, uh, well, he just has a list of his grievances, and I want to talk him off the ledge too. Uh, meanwhile, the United Nations, the United States national debt has kicked over $33 trillion. In 1960, the national debt was 52% of GDP. Today, it's 123% of GDP. It's one thing after another, day after day, month after month, year after year, and there doesn't seem to be a damn thing you, me, or any other GLer can do about it. While I am never afraid and always pushing back, the headwinds are simply a hurricane strength that are seemingly possible to overcome. Scott from Indergrove. Well, like Willard, settle down, Scott. Mm, why? Uh, I, our, our only hope is to remain steadfast mm. and to continue to cling to the principles of garage logic, even though they're canceling our marathons and altering the body parts of our children and failing the academy and driving up the debt mm. and... Oh, my, I'm doing what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. Yeah. We, we agree with Scott. What are you saying? Keep sight of the goal? Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, I, I don't want, the, I don't want the, the, the hardcore GLers to be depressed. I mean, uh, okay. we're screwed. You know, just yeah. face yeah. it. <laughs> does he, so he races bicycles. Does he have one of those funky teardrop helmets? Those things are cool. I bet he does. Yeah. Say, Clee Swee is the... Uh, is the bad fellow who uh, murdered Brassel. Michael He's just a Brassel. boy, according to local reports. He's just Remember a boy. back in May, this, uh, this foul human being shot Michael Brassel who, Brassel, who came out of his house to question, what are you doing rifling around in my... It's either his car I think or it was his, his wife's, wife's car. His wife's car. And uh, the kid just shot him. Right there. And uh, he was sentenced this morning to the maximum, 25 and a half years in prison. Uh, that's good that he got the maximum. Wasn't his quote, my bad, bro, to the police? Something like that. Uh -uh. It's a good thing Mary Moriality did not have this case. That would have been another controversy. Uh, but she did not have this case. I take it uh, Choi had this case. And uh, he called it a senseless act of gun violence that tore apart a family as well as their community. St. Paul police chimed in on the crime. Our gun violence is bad. We need to fix that. But I can tell you, if you commit gun violence in this city, we are coming and we are going to find you. That was St. Paul Police Chief Axel Henry. And uh, we can be relieved somewhat that the judicial system is punishing the crime in this case. 25 and a half years was the maximum Cleese we could have received. That'll be of no consolation to Brazel's family. Right. But it's better than <clears throat> that family having to read that a deal was struck to let this idiot out after, you know, three months in the workhouse, which is what Mary Moriality right. might have done. So... And and something uh, uh, that'll I, I just got done attempting to talk a couple of guys off the wall. This is going to put them right back on it and put all of us back on it. Okay. Because I can't keep up with our destruction. <laughs> Seattle to pay nearly two million dollars after mine dies of heart attack at an address wrongly on a nine eleven 
blacklist. The city of Seattle will pay 1.86 mil to a family of a man who died of a heart attack after a caution note attached to his address delayed medical response. William Urich, 48, died in his townhouse in 2021 after his son called 911 and arriving Seattle Fire Department medics initially waited outside for law enforcement before entering. This Mm -hmm. is according to the Seattle Times. The family alleged Urich was wrongly included on a blacklist of people known to be hostile to police and fire crews. Eric lived in the unit a couple of years before his death, and the previous tenant had been on the outdated list, according to the lawsuit filed last year. Medics were told to wait for law enforcement, the lawsuit stated, as Eric's condition worsened. His then 13-year-old son called 911 again and was told help was on the way, even though the medics were standing around outside. Wow. Medics then decided to enter the home without the police, but despite their treatment, Urich died. Once inside, medics did everything they could to save Will's life. The family's attorney, Mark Lindquist, said the family has always been grateful to the medics who broke protocol to go in and do their best. Unfortunately, they didn't break the protocol in time. Uh, According to the uh, Seattle Times... If you get on that list, it's supposed to expire after 365 days in the system. Uh, Notes about the need for Seattle Police Department help because of alleged violent or threatening behavior are to be verified after every alarm dispatched to an address. Relying on addresses, Lindquist said, the family's attorney, puts renters and those who move more often at risk. Seattle agreed in August to pay $162,500 to a former 911 call center manager who in a lawsuit said he was wrongly punished for bringing up problems at work. Okay, let me tell you something. Uh, what this is is the, uh, is the uh, early chapters of, uh, of a list that's been floated here where uh, you would be put on a name. You, your list would be put on a name if you disagreed with what? What was that? It came it, up on this show. Because we started it off as it, this was a joke. That was we it thought a city that count? Would... No, it was a state <clears throat> legislator. Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. You were put on a list if you, was it negative comments or if you disagreed with something that they stated? Comments I think that they could see as as racist or sexist, right? That's Wasn't right. that it? That's if right. somebody else sees them that way. Or homophobic or was transphobic. Homophobic, yeah. Was it yeah. that trans person that it, I don't know if the up? legislator was a trans person. Oh, uh, Kenny's uh, referring to Lee Finky. It's not Lee Finky. It was another uh, young, uh, new legislator. Yeah. Yep. Oh, right, and area. she also worked in TV. Not that I'm uh, aware of. Better back the, out the of The larger that point is here, the city of Seattle apparently already has some sort of listing system. Well, they're progressive. Where, I suppose, with some justification, they're wishing to alarm the coppers <clears throat> uh, if you're on your way to an address of someone who we have found to be against the police. Uh that we could argue about that all day. I, I don't know much more about it than that. But the point is that the closer you get to the tallest buildings, these kinds of lists will become more numerous, I predict. We need our GL law enforcement officer to weigh in on this. I believe 
it might be, and he can correct me if I'm wrong, part of the Blue Alert program. And I hear reference to this in the morning listening to the state patrol, and they call it, um, um, the dispatcher will say to the uh, trooper, have you seen the officer safety alert regarding this vehicle? Mm-hmm. Well, which maybe means, we already have it. Which means maybe it's the same thing. I don't think they refer to it as a blacklist, though. Well, maybe the coppers have every right in the world to create their own. Yeah, it, I think it, I believe in our case anyway, and what I'm hearing is an officer safety thing just for the safety of the officer. Wasn't the fellow who got shot on I-94, he was on that list, I think, wasn't he? Remember the guy who... You might uh, be correct, Joe. Troopers. Uh, or, uh, John, yeah. They yeah. had that warning about yeah, this fellow. Uh, uh, Ricky Cobb. Yeah. Yes, Ricky Cobb, thank you. You're right. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, speaking of the police, we have a Minneapolis police officer. I have never seen her. I can only conclude that she must be terribly attractive. She has an only friends account. <laughs> only fans. Uh, fans. Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> you can cut the act there, pal, okay? No, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can cut the act, okay, Jay? We were, talking Jay Coles. Uh, we were wondering yesterday, well, who snitched on her? Because she's been outed now as having this side gig. And apparently that, has that cost her her job yet? Or it might? We don't know yet. They're, they're investigating. They say it may take a while. Under review, yes. They're having every officer <laughs> investigate Everyone this. Yes. Well, she's out. under review to see if she broke Correct. police yep. policy or guidelines by working as an erotic model. We now know how she got snitched. She stopped somebody who recognized her. <laughs> she must have stopped a, a cl- uh, what do you call a person that's a, a member? A subscriber. A subscriber. Like a town council member if they right, would have happened right. upon but, your only right. fans. A little more sauce. The driver so, who recognized the officer told Fox 9 he has been following her OnlyFans page for five months. He says it took 10 minutes before he figured it out. Then we were doing a little talking and checking, and I was like, man, she got a... She got an OnlyFans page. I'm on her OnlyFans page, he said. How'd that stop go? Uh, Hold up. Wait, wait a minute. minute. You're <laughs> on OnlyFans. Something is right. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that's kind of uh, funny because you would think uh, if her OnlyFans uh, uh, effort was successful, which apparently it, it must be, wouldn't you think the she'd have the odds would be that maybe she'd stop somebody who was a client? So I wish she'd stop me. No, what happened? How did her superiors find out, and then the public? Maybe this guy noted it or told other cops or something. He ratted her out. He just she's well yeah. respected, and she has been recognized for her police work. I bet. But she stopped a guy who turned out to be a subscriber. I don't know how, where it went from there, reporting as it word, would Word spread to be. quickly is yeah, what you're saying. Maybe word spread you quickly. Know, if he would have been smart, he could have contacted her, and then they could have worked out some kind of VIP gratis <laughs> subscription right. yeah. for a couple of years. This is America. This is how that works. Let's work together to solve the problem. He, uh, you know? I, if if you go further in the Channel 9 story, he apparently is against all of that. He said, quote, you can't arrest me no more. I've seen your private parts. He told Fox 9 being a cop and an OnlyFans model does not mix. I wouldn't oh. want her arresting me. And I just saw you and your husband last night for twenty nine ninety nine have sex. 
Really? I okay. can't respect you or the precinct that you're working at. So, so this is uh, this wait a minute. A, he's having both worlds here. Yeah, he he's enjoying the uh, right, and then he's like, "Are you disgust me when I watch well, you?" No, he's trying to get. Out. He's just simply trying to get out of a ticket. Right, and this is uh, why the rule exists. This is why the rule exists within the Minneapolis yeah. Police Department. Exactly. This is specifically noted because mm-hmm. he could have used her. Only fans situation as a bartering tool to get out of the ticket. It's, sounds like Correct. that's what he tried to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, motion to approach the bench, Your Honor. Yes, you in the back. I uh, would like to submit a Garage Logic only fans account where we watch Kenny eating Velveeta cheese off his belly <laughs> and salmon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would not join that. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Something I'm, for everyone. I would I'm not just gonna. That. I'm quitting the show at that I'm, point. I'm gonna need a. a co-star though to feed me these <laughs> what can you make on that site is that big money for an only fans situation yes, it's it, it is and the well, thing he, that the the well so we, uh, teacher we talked it about start on, name. does it weigh in her favor that she's uh, ahead, uh, uh, engaged in this photography with her husband is that weigh sure. in her favor some people do I that i wonder yes. well, it said she's free spirited and uh, well but the problem she's out. facing is there's obviously some sort of code of conduct that well, i would hope so but this well, has yeah, been a way and a means of a lot of people to make basically this has become a side hustle for a well, lot of yes, everyday and people they're canning school teachers who are discovered Right. Yeah, well, and the Missouri teacher you asked about how profitable it was was uh, making the equivalent of a one hundred and eighty grand a year. Well, look what uh, the guy on, just said. Account. I watched you last night for twenty nine ninety five. Yeah, you get ten people paying that much. You got what three thousand dollars and a matter of. You know, would, would we get fired if, if we got case. caught? Would we? What? If we had an OnlyFans, you would. I would. Okay. Yeah. Listen, though, this is the promotion that she needs. This is going right. to put. I bet her subscriber numbers. Oh, I yep. bet it's jumped like crazy. Yep. Oh, a good mm-hmm. old. Con- it's like the Jason L. Dean thing, Kenny. Yep. Good old exactly. controversy skyrockets exactly. your sales. Try this in a small town. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, what's the Joe Reavers? What's the other one where uh, we could sign Joe up and he could wish people a happy birthday or record their oh. uh, message on their um, oh, yeah, Governor does that. Yeah, what's that called? That uh, is- Ricky uh, Cobb does it from Super well, 70 Sports. Well, kid I used to have has enlisted some really big people for messages to his mother. Yeah, that. We should sign suits. He got Coven. Didn't he get Coven? As- he had Coven, but he also had people do the real voices of real people. He had real people, mm. too. Cameo? Huh? Cameo? Is it Cameo? Cameo, yeah. yeah. yeah it's I, think called Cameo. Right. I think you're right, Johnny. I think it's only October 4th. There's still time to take advantage of the fall sale at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake in Burnsville. The electric bikes are on sale, 25% off MSRP for Scoot Star. The Beach Star stepped through for $14.99. Bintelli, the gold standard in electric bikes, are on sale starting at $13.99. Bintelli scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure. Are on sale starting at twelve ninety nine. Woo! That pays itself back in about uh, how many trips to the gas station? It pays it itself does. back pretty it quickly. Eventually, 
2024 Yamaha snowmobiles in the full line of 2024 ATVs are in stock now, and they are taking reservations for winter storage for scooter and motorcycle programs starting at 270 and you get the whole deal. You get storage, including battery tendering, and a full spring tune-up, the oil change, so you're all ready next spring. It's a wonderful, wonderful deal. Pickup and drop-off is available for an additional fee. I've done it before. It works fantastic. Great service, helmets, apparel, great people. They've been with us from the beginning at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's immediately west of Highway 97 on Interstate 30, off uh, Interstate 35, and in Burnsville near the uh, uh, near County Road 42 on the service road of life. It's EcoFunMotorsports.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Me or Kenny? Oh. You. No, not me. I'm not ready. I was too busy. Who is it then? (laughs) Reminiscing. He's reminiscing. I guess it's nobody, Joe, so take it away. Oh, wait. Before we do that, let's make sure we all have our phones turned up and on. So uh-huh. when the alarms go off, our, all we can oh, see yeah. what time? Oh, that's right. One twenty goes off first. How do yeah. they know my number? <laughs> they know everything. They about know you. everything. Hello, I know nothing. <laughs> Hello. All right, I'm pr- I'm putting my volume up. That a boy. Yeah, I wonder if I get the time in the town. Yep, twelve twenty six sixty four. As recently as June, we learned that. The taxpayers of Minnesota were going to pay $7.1 million to renovate the governor's mansion. And that was exacerbated by the news that uh, Walls was trying to get away with renting a... What happened? I think that's the story Kenny just told us. What? I told it to you off the air yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean no? The off-air story, Chris. You might have to leave the room, Chris. What am I? What? what God, you guys really don't want this gig, do you? Deep down, you don't I missed want it. it. I missed. What yeah, I have no idea what's going on. I don't so. see the comparison, but Walls's was going to rent a place for seventeen grand a month. That got poo-pooed, and they shoved him into the. University of Minnesota's residence, the house on River Boulevard, East Cliff, and that rents four grand a month, which is wow. which I'm puzzled by because we own that. Why would we have? To why are Why are we paying rent? We to ourselves. Does, does the university president, when the president lives there, pay rent? Well, I hope not. Hopefully, that thing is mortgage is paid off by now, huh? Anyway, oh no. Seven million to rent the place in June, and now it's it's uh, twelve million to renovate. I'm sorry, to renovate. So it's gone up eighty percent in four months. It's like the light rail project. Well, that's how, a big jump. What percentage jump what, is that? How much? Apparently, we're just supposed to take it all. We're just supposed to take everything that comes our way. It's a one-party state. There's no checks and balances. 
The people Walls has appointed generally have been incompetent. Give me your number there again. 7.1? In June, it was going to cost us 7.1 to uh, fix up the governor's mansion, the old Irvin house. Okay. And now it's uh, 12.8. You don't need to do the math. I'm reading on a number of reports that's an 80% jump in in four months. (laughs) And uh, And this is... The Department of, of of Administration will be the uh, fall people here, the fall guys. They're the ones uh, announcing this, and they say it's higher than expected bids. Well, what? How did that happen in the, in the span of four Take months? Take the lowest bid. Higher, higher than expected bids received to replace heating, air conditioning, ventilation, electric, and plumbing. Call Welter. I can guarantee you they'll do it for cheaper and better. The entire boiler and piping system is facing replacement, and much of the building's wiring dates back to the initial construction completed in 1912. But they're telling us this as though they expect us to say, oh, okay, you just learned that. Well, you you guys didn't know, so okay, uh, we can understand why the cost of renovation jumps 80%. You didn't know about the wiring. They knew about... All of this. Nine, it still has 1912 wiring? Yeah. But construction or remodeling already started over the summer. So this all should have been hammered out before anything began. Why not right? just cut your losses and go buy another house? Um, no. Why not? It'll be a lot cheaper than $12 million. But that's no. practical thinking. And the other problem is you asked the question... We're just supposed to expect it. Well, most people do just say, oh, okay. Inflation is is horrible, but it's not that horrible. So um, help me out here. So these aren't things that cropped up after they, say, dug into a wall or dug up the basement. These aren't, aren't unforeseen costs, if right? You, well, they're, they're selling you that idea, and you should not be buying that idea. If you'll recall back in June, what we were told is that this is a very old place. We have to modernize it. Uh, it needs uh, it needs additional work to improve its security potential, and on and on and on. So don't tell me today, four months later, that you're surprised at the piping and the pl- at the plumbing and the electric. You knew that in June. You knew that. Right. So well, you're well. lying to me. The Department of Administration is lying. And let's not kid ourselves. Seven million still a lot of money. Seven million, you could have got a nice house on Summit Avenue. Yet more than and renovated it. This yeah. uh, Stacy Christensen person um, is saying what she said um, that the bids for the interior work caused the increase is primarily due to the need for more extensive replacements of mechanical, electrical, and plumbing system components. I'm not. No, but you're you're on the wrong track, Kenny. All of Why? that is BS. You That's think they BS. should have known that before they even went in there? They knew this. It's not that they shouldn't have known. They knew this. Otherwise, why did they undertake the renovation? But I'm saying, why would they? They knew what our reaction would be. Why didn't they just make it an even $13 million at the get-go? Because then it would have become $26 million. Do you have the actual address? You know, all they have to I do... I don't. Okay. Uh, J- James J. Hill House, Mary Hill... And then there's another house, the third house on Summit Avenue. It used to be the Acid House, the American Society of Interior Des- It was a design house, so it's been redone. It's for sale right now for $1.9 million. Well, that's really? where I was Just going, buy, it, buy be- it all up. Because 
if you look at Summit Avenue, for instance, I just have it up on Zillow right now. There's not a single home on that entire street that's worth more than $3 million, right? I wrote about this in June. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I don't know what the current governor's mansion is on the property tax rolls for. But, but you're it's never, not $12 million. You're never going to get that number. 66. Correct, Reavers. Those two numbers are never going to even out. You know it that's always. True. You're always going to put way more into it than what it's worth. That's true. I mean, that's the truth in houses, cars, uh, tractors, whatever you're restoring, you're going to put way more into it. But this, and, again, uh, is another opportunity for a failed governor to attempt to redeem himself in the public eye. And he should say, you know what, people? I think this is ridiculous. We don't need to spend this much money. Let's uh, let's sell that house on the private market, and we're going to buy a house here on Summit for a million and a half, and that's that's more than more than enough, more than I deserve or any governor deserves. We don't need to go down this road of constantly inflating the price of the renovation. He could say that. So, are those neighboring homes comparable to the governor's mansion, no. Matt? If we were going to do some comps here, the governor's well, mansion is large. What would we find the governor's mansion worth? Would you be able to sell it, make enough profit to buy another one without any additional funds? Go to the just type in the Google. Does Zillow have the price of the? uh, Type in Souchere and governor's mansion, and uh, I wrote what the what it was on the tax rolls for. Okay, that was in June. Uh, I could do it, but I have to. Is anybody on the Zillow right now? I, I am. That's why I pull up. That's why I asked to get the exact address. Oh. The, and the, the reason the, the reason being, Kenny, the, the, the most expensive piece of property I saw on Summit on Zillow was $3.77 million. And I oh. don't know if it, that's the oh. if that is the governor's mansion. Is that all? That seems really low. That's what I thought too. That's I'm why I'm reading I asked. a story from the Center of the American Experiment on this, and some of the comments are brilliant. The Dems must believe that they will be occupying the mansion for decades. In that case, they shouldn't really need electricity or plumbing. Uh, in April is when you did this. Yeah, April fifteenth. The governor's mansion on Summit Avenue, but the mansion needs renovation to the tune of six point three million. Oh, is it six point three? Oh, yes. they even shoved that number up now. Yes, but somewhere in there, I had what it's on the uh, property. The old tax urban mansion over. on Summit is on the tax rolls, not even for two million. Right. Um, let me scroll down here. Oh, Heat you, and you air buried con- the lead, didn't you? No, I don't bury leads. I'm not Patrick. <laughs> Heat and air conditioning, as well as electrical, aren't part of the Green New Deal, right? They should just tear them out. They can stay warm or cool by just wishing it. Wishing well, it th- away. this is contrary to the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal will have the government regulating your thermostat. So why do you need this kind of $12 million renovation for heat and air conditioning? I have verified. Thank you, Mike, member of the town council. It is the $3.7 million. Uh, piece of real estate that is the governor's mansion, and that's the Zillow report for it so, that I mentioned okay. earlier. Okay, so it's three mil, and it's going to cost what did we just say? Thirteen mil to upgrade it. Twelve and change, Kenny. Let's be diplomatic oh, here. Oh, you are going to be. Oh, that's painfully upside down. You know, there's another way to look at this, but it's the government. It's Sensum. What? No. It's Sensum's razor. Is it Sensum's razor? Hold on, let me get it up here. Because yeah. here, I, but <laughs> here again, that. here again, logic cannot prevail 
<clears throat> because any matter of in the public domain will have to include so many other factors. Here, here it is as written. The absence of sound common sense related to those within the political class who advance public matters which are disguised as something for the greater good, but in actuality are for their own personal and ideological benefit. This is an example. Yes, it is. And the example would be... Logic would say, look, you initially budgeted this at $6.3 million. We don't care what you're finding. Figure out a way to stick to your $6.3 million budget. End of story. But the problem is, not that I disagree. Here's what that means. Here's what that means. If, in fact, the wiring presents a danger, if, in fact, the plumbing presents a danger, then then apparently you will have to adjust your plans and only spend the $6.3 million on electric and plumbing. But who is going to do that? And you don't do get that? a new bay window. But who's going to do that? But that's because it's Sensum's razor. Right. Logic cannot be offered or used. They won't use it because they have no accountability. There is no consequence for them to more to go over 80% of their budget. They suffer no consequences. You, as a homeowner, if you uh, put out a bid to redo the electricity in your house and it came in at 80% higher, you would cease the project. You would right. find another vendor. Like, hang on. You would make. You would say, "Okay, let's you not get another put, job. Let's not put electricity in those three rooms." You'd, you'd come up with answers that would address the problem. They don't have to in the public class. There's no one to slap their hand. No one. And they just keep taking advantage, advantage, advantage of the taxpayer. Where the logical answer to this is, okay, you got us all on board for the renovation. We, we want the governor's mansion to be a nice house and representative of Minnesota. And it's a handsome establishment. It's on Summit Avenue. And that seems to be a very fitting place for the governor to live. And we get all that. Taxpayers of Minnesota probably would have said, we're on board. Make it safe. Fix it up. Okay, it's going to cost us $6.1 million to fix it up. And even then... That that stirred some controversy because you're saying six point one million. Well, the house ain't worth six point one million, but we still bought it. We said six point one million, so they go ahead with it. But now, as and it was inevitable, it was inevitable that this would happen. Now they're coming back and saying, "Whoops, we took some plaster off a wall in the kitchen. That wiring's pretty old. We're going to up the price eighty percent." Since June, eighty percent, and we now the same people, the mass of us who went along with it, we have no recourse now to say stop. We don't go along with it. We have no recourse. We have no we have no horse in this race. We have no one to speak for us. Some Republican legislators will say this is an outrage, but they can't get anywhere. Yeah, they already did, and you're right, they're getting nowhere. They can't get anywhere. So this is right. this is just the way we're used by this this government. And 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 it wouldn't be it, walls is no different than it would have been any other governor. Uh, I've told you this story before. Rudy Rudy Perpich might have been different. Rudy Perpich clamored to make improvements in that house. And I told you one day he called the press over to his to the house. Yeah. I want you to see what I'm putting up with, he said. 
and he took us up to the attic, and he had glue, he had taped a garden hose to a hole in the roof and was draining it into a five gallon bucket. It was great theater. It was great theater. But and Rudy was acting at the time on behalf of his scorned wife who wanted some new carpeting and was, was criticized for that. Lola was ridiculed for that. And and Rudy being the guy he is jumps to the defense of his wife and said, My wife wanted some carpet. Well look what else we're dealing with. My point being that as recently as Rudy Perpich there was a there was an opportunity for engagement there. There was a there was a governor with his ear on the with a, who knew what the pulse of the state was. He he was a he was a dentist from Hibbing. He had a real job. He knew what a dollar meant, and he he was able to to bring the flock of the ink stained wretches over, and we all got a great kick out of it. And it softened the impact of the whole thing. And I don't recall the out uh, I don't recall the outcome. I'm sure I'm sure he received some improvements in the house to keep it safe. Now along comes this freeloader, Walls, who probably I don't even know if he owns a house anymore. And he has Does he have a residence in South Dakota? We discovered that. I don't know that that's true. And Mm. and here he comes and he doesn't even have the 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 wherewithal or the sense of humor or anything to say, come on over and see what we're putting up with. Nothing, nothing like that. And so he's blowing his chance to step in here and act on behalf of the Minnesota citizen. Right. He, he, he's apparently incapable of it. And so here you are. We're stuck with it. It's now going to co- And if that's 80% today, this is upon the discovery of what they think they need to do. What more are they going to discover? And I guarantee you it's going to be more than 80%. This is so partisan. It wants, it'll make you puke. Um, of course, the Democrats, um, Melissa Hortman, well, she doesn't have a concern. Not That's a fine. Uh, but like you said, a couple of Republicans did speak up. Senate Minority Leader Mark Johnson from East Grand Forks and uh, Minority Leader in the House Lisa DeMuth from Cold Springs. She also spoke up. Um are we given, have you found anywhere a list of the contractors that they're using? No. I'm assuming it's going to be um, labor, uh, excuse me, union labor. Well, I would think so. But here's, and, another, here's another oh, way. Here's, just, here. Let me ask one question, and this might be insensitive, but I have to get it off my chest anyway. Do you think any of these bids were padded a tad bit because the job is for the state of Minnesota? Of course I do. I don't even think yeah, but you also a- run the risk of uh, ABC construction realizing that, and to get the bid goes a little bit lower so they don't. I would think they would do that, Matt, that they wouldn't pad the bid, that they'd come in as close to right on the dollar as possible so they could be held in high esteem. I don't know. You know how else they get us, though? $12 million is pocket change compared to the incompetent people Walls had running the food fraud. Yeah. So yeah right. They get us with these, well, $12 million. Hell, it costs $250 <laughs> million to pretend you were feeding children. Yeah. It's almost a cliche, isn't it? You just go, well, another $12 million. Exactly. That's the budget. Because we've trained. been conditioned. We've been conditioned. Yeah. Yeah. I've been sent by the uh, Zillow's, one of Zillow's newest employees, who's also a town council member, mm-hmm. uh, some of the stats on that, mm-hmm. uh, 10,006 Summit Avenue. Mm-hmm. In 2022, the property taxes 
27,706 and the assessment was 4.8 million. Mm-hmm. And it's at 2020 it was 3.5 million, 2021 4.1. <laughs> I just I just had a ridiculous thought. How much was that budget surplus we had? 18 billion. <laughs> 18 billion. <laughs> 12 or 13 is pocket change. This, this incompetent foof has blown that. Oh my goodness. How do you do anything but laugh? Oh my word! You laugh to keep from crying. I think that's what they're counting on. I think you're right. Twelve million. That's not going to bother. Yeah. What are they going to? What's their number? Oh, that's well below their number. Sure. They're hoping to push us past the point of outrage. Yeah. Wow. Well, and they've succeeded. Yeah. Yeah, they have. (laughs) When I say all I can do is laugh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but in real life, you don't do this. You you say, you sit down at the kitchen table and you say, well, then we're not going to run a wiring to the basement this year. This We just can't do it in this, in this bid. We just can't afford to. Maybe two years from now we'll do that. That's that's how we do it. We do it in the increments when we can afford it. Or you, know, you buy half the windows. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's Kenny, how the Kenny, normal people. Kenny said the word afford. Here's another way they look at it. They say, well, we can afford this. It's only 12 minutes. It's not their money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Take a break and let's have Johnny. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. The mayor, the fireworks commissioner, the former AM 1500 good guy, Joe Souchere, has a question regarding seafoam. Just acquired a car. The dipstick registers very well, but the oil is dirty, and the oil pressure is not what I'm accustomed to in a car like this. And I think I want to get the oil changed as soon as possible, but I think I'll precede that by adding seafoam directly to the crankcase. That, my friend... I think it will help. ...is a brilliant move and highly recommended by seafoam. And I do that with all of my vehicles, no matter what the mileage is. About 100 miles or so, 500 miles before an oil change, I dump in a whole can of seafoam right into the oil filler's cap deal. I'm going to do it. Get her good and warm. And then that helps break up all the carbon deposits and all the ick down there in the crankcase. And then you pull that drain plug and it all flushes out. And it makes it'll your... lower the viscosity of the oil, but so what? Yeah, it won't. It won't. And you're only going to use a half a can. Well, I, if you're recommending a whole can, I'll get some more. Use your half can up, yeah. and then you can have a fresh can on the shelf. Yeah. Um, just dump it in and go. That's what we do. You either put it in the gas tank or right in the crankcase. It cleans and lubricates critical engine parts so your engine runs better. It lasts longer. And the great thing about seafoam, the engine treatment, man, you cannot get away from it. You can't hide from it. I, I see it in grocery stores right oh, yeah. next to the chips and yep. the uh, the headache pills and the whatnots. It's right there. Velveeta. Uh, yeah, it's right there with the Velveeta. <laughs> uh, both Such and I, we lean on seafoam virtually every day of our motorized life, and there's a reason for it. It's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, seafoam. Here's John Haidt. 
Uh, thank you, Joe. I'd like to uh, say as a public service announcement, this newscast will not contain the word exacerbate. Okay? Thank you. In sports notes, twins broke their long record-breaking playoff loss streak yesterday with a 3-1 to win over the Toronto Blue Jays. They can move on in the playoffs with a win today against Toronto at Target Field. They're, at game going, time. To. They're going to. How do you like I, that? I certainly hope so. Game starts at 3.38. We're recording this at about noon, so if you plan on watching it, it'll be on ESPN once again. What uh, happened? Correa made a hell of a play yesterday. Oh, Just yeah, really one was. of those finest plays you'll ever see. The Did you crowd. see how far he ran mm-hmm. to get to that ball? Mm-hmm. It was reminiscent yeah. of the Jeter play. In Did fact, he re- many oh, yeah. of the replays, yeah. many, of the, many of the replays of that play don't even show him coming into the frame yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's still yep. racing towards the ball. If you have a young baseball player, I have two in my home, and show them that play and say, this is why you always back up your teammate right there. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Coach. I'm serious. Yeah, you're you, right. I'll pass that along to Gabe. Uh, I thought the crowd played uh, a major part. It was so yeah. fun, it was fun seeing that ballpark full and full of rowdy, loud fans. That, that have been with cool. them all year. And that today, have been with them all year. Yeah. Today you'll have the cold. And the I don't care if game. they paid three bucks to get in. It was fun seeing every seat full. Yeah. How about that big crowd in Tampa? 19,000. Lowest 19, crowd ever for a playoff whoa. game. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Cynical. That's a baseball town. <laughs> <laughs> In news notes, law enforcement officials around the state are sounding the alarm when it comes to issuing gun permits to current and active marijuana users. Now, under state law, a person 21 years and older using cannabis products cannot be denied the right to own or possess a gun, even if they're using cannabis for medicinal purposes. The new regulations directly go against federal law, which prohibits current and active cannabis users from owning or possessing firearms. Rick Hodson's the general counsel for the Minnesota Sheriff's Association. He says they've been waiting months for some kind of clarification, but they have been left in the dark with little guidance from the state. Hodson said the sheriffs and police chiefs in the state have to decide which law they want to break. Olmstead. Olmstead County Sheriff Kevin Torgerson has made up his mind he will lean on federal laws by denying gun permits for active cannabis users. Hodson says federal cases that have addressed that thus far have said it's not a Second Amendment violation to have those kinds of prohibitions in place. Under the new law, the state is working to expunge low-level marijuana convictions, which means it will no longer be a factor in gun permits. Just last month, the Fifth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals opinion ruled that banning a person from carrying a weapon based on past drug use is deemed unconstitutional. Hodson says an expungement doesn't necessarily mean your firearm authority is restored. Okay, I'd like you to clarify something. I hope you can. I I did not see. Where did you find this piece, by the way? I believe I took that from Channel 5, Eyewitness News' website. Okay. Is that just for the permit to carry, or is it also for the permit to purchase? And I'll also say the permit to carry also allows you to purchase, but you can get separately if you don't carry a permit to purchase. Is that confusing? The laws deny gun permits is the way it's written. Hmm. So it would involve just permits, it sounds like, right? Hmm. Yeah, but there's two permits. I think oh. Hunter Biden has his eye on this controversy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if He's I remember attention. right, mm-hmm. it's just a question on the form you fill out. 
There's no tests oh, involved. If you, if you use, right? Yeah, you don't pee into a bottle or anything. No, yeah, you just right. you just answer the question. Well, why not just lie then, Joe? Because oh. this is garage logic. Oh. We we don't lie unless oh, okay. it's to our wives. Yeah. Right. Then that's okay. Oh, oh, wow. You look, you look great. No, they don't make you look fat. Come on, honey. In other news, a woman charged in a deadly hit-and-run crash in Bloomington in January was sentenced to less than three years in prison Tuesday afternoon. 28-year-old Michaela Ness of Oakdale had previously pleaded guilty to two counts of vehicular homicide and one count of criminal vehicular operation. One of the teens she hit died. The other is still suffering from injury she sustained in that crash. The mother of the victim, Marcia Fugit, shared a tearful statement describing life without her son before the sentencing. 17-year-old Donald Gayton Jr. and his 14 year old sister Tamia Gayton were walking along 12th Avenue South in Bloomington when they were hit by Ness. Donald Gayton Jr. died from his injuries and his sister survived. After the sentencing, she said the sentence was not long enough for the crime that was committed, that being the mother. The Ramsey County Board approving spending $2 million to start a pilot project that would change the way the current cash bail system operates. Under the plan, Ramsey County Attorney John Choi said only low-level offenders would be eligible for the new project. Choi said the cash bail system, uh, this is a quote, not me saying this, the cash bail system sucks. I mean, if you're poor, it's not fair. It really isn't. It was set up for people with money. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to mitigate the harmful impact by making a more fair process, end quote. How's that Choi's different, John, from the Freedom Fund? John Choi, you're asking, right? Not me. I'm right? asking you. Me. How's it different from the Freedom Fund? No, I, yeah, that's. Too I guess it is different because separate. this would be a state no, policy. Does, doesn't yeah. the Freedom Fund pay bail? Is that that's right. Yeah, no, this the is trying yeah. to eliminate bail. This is trying to eliminate bail. Yep. What's the money going towards? The two million. Yeah. Uh, you have to have to have studies. Oh, I see. Yeah. Check it on out. Studies aren't free. Yeah. Choi said a suspect arrested for a low-level criminal offense like drugs or theft would be evaluated by a computerized system when they're booked into the county jail and that an authorized person would decide to keep the suspect in jail or send them home before their first hearing before a judge. Oh, I wonder who that authorized person would be. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, as you talked about a bit, the Star Tribune reporting the cost of renovating the governor's Summit Avenue residence has doubled to almost $13 million. According to the State Department of Administration, which is overseeing the project, 6.3 was the original cost, and uh, that's gone up to 13 mil in a letter to legislative leaders on Friday. Department of Administration Temporary Commissioner Stacy Christensen told them about the latest cost estimate of 12.8 million and asked for feedback. Well, you'll get feedback. Why don't we take a break here? We'll be back with more news right after this. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Fiduciary responsibility, Joe. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, we don't have any. We don't have any at the state, but you know what? I bet they really, really are tight with their money at Minnesota Masonic Charities. I don't mean tight by being frugal. I mean they spend their money wisely. They invest in the people in Minnesota 
young children, middle-aged children, elderly. They do it all. If you would like to learn more about the great things that they do with the money that they have, and they're always looking for more money, by the way, because they want to pay it forward. They are a garage logic, common sense outfit. Have been for hundreds of years, specifically this one, Minnesota Masonic Charities, since 2006. If you'd like to learn more, the secret is out on their website at mnmasoniccharities.org. Again, all you're going to find is Common Sense and Fiduciary Responsibility, MinnesotaMasonicCharities.org. Thank you, Rook. Uh, the uh, tornado sirens are being tested now in my neck of the woods, so that means we'll have two different tests today. Huh? Either that or maybe so, you're having a tornado warning. Tornado, yeah, you never know. Huh. In other news, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, as expected, voted out of the job yesterday, first in U.S. history, forced by a contingent of hard-right conservatives and throwing the House and Republican leadership into chaos. McCarthy told lawmakers in the evening he would not run again for Speaker, putting the gavel up for grabs. Well, McCarthy and Enjoyed support from most Republicans in the slim majority, eight Republican detractors, many of the same hard right holdouts who tried to stop him from becoming Speaker in January, forced him out. The moments after he was uh, voted out by a 216 to 210 vote, a top McCarthy ally, Representative Patrick McHenry from North Carolina, took the gavel and, according to House rules, was named Speaker Pro Temp to serve in the office until a new Speaker is chosen. The House then recessed as lawmakers met privately to discuss the path forward. They'll be taking a week off to try to figure it out. Reports say Steve Scalise was calling colleagues last night to gauge support he might have to be Speaker. And this morning, Representative Jim Jordan from Ohio told reporters he is running for Speaker of the House. Jordan, the top Trump ally and chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, has ruled out running for Speaker in the past. Uh, Donald Trump has dropped off the Forbes 400 rich list of America's wealthiest people, the magazine Aww. announced. <laughs> Forbes said with an estimated $2.6 billion fortune, he's about $300 million shy of the cutoff for the annual measurement that Trump has, in their words, obsessed over for decades, relentlessly lying to reporters to try to vault himself higher on the list, end quote. Forbes listed Tesla, X, and SpaceX's Elon Musk as the richest person in the United States, estimated net worth of Elon Musk's $251 billion. Four students and another person wounded when gunfire erupted outside a crowded homecoming event at Morgan State University in Baltimore, sent students on a dash for cover and a SWAT team into a dorm to hunt for suspects. Hours after the Tuesday evening attack, police no longer believed it was an active shooter situation, though they hadn't found any suspects, and they say they're still investigating. As of this morning, Baltimore Police Commissioner Richard Worley said in a news briefing there was no suspect description by early today. All the injuries were non-life-threatening in those shootings. I should turn that on. We're going to have a phrase, you know, where we used to say we're not Detroit, the Cleveland tourism video. We're going to have to start saying at least we're not Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Did you guys read the story on math proficiency in the Baltimore public education system? No, No. but I think it's down. It's basically zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Zero. I can attest to that. John, are you aware of the woman who... uh, was uh, stealing in Philadelphia. Her name is Meatball. Meatball. She's I'm a TikToker. Hey, Joey, Meatball. She's a, TikTok. she's a TikTok influencer. Her name is Meatball, and she videotaped the uh, 
the carnage, uh, I think her name is Deja Blackwell. She's 21. She filmed and followed a mob of looters as they broke into a series of stores, including at least an Apple store and a Lululemon. She broadcasted the incident to her 181,000 followers on Instagram, and police inc- arrested her for encouraging the incident. And uh, her lawyer said that, well, that's racist to arrest her. No. That's just how she do? Yeah, that's just what she does. No, she was encouraging people to do this, and then she filmed it. But it's racist. Her name is Meatball. Meatball. She live-streamed hmm. live herself showing a mob breaking into stores and said that any criticism of her is racist, according to her lawyer. Any criticism? Wow. Okay. On the uh, other had, side— I'm sorry, John. And then you had yeah. a video <laughs> that's widely being circulated of a, uh, a woman at a uh, Walmart— who was taken to the floor by a Walmart security uh, because she was stealing, and she just keeps screaming, Walmart is racist. Ah, Okay, you know what? We can't fix this. I don't think that's fixable. I have the uh, the actual story, John. Uh, yeah. This is from foxbaltimore.com. At 13 Baltimore City high schools, 13 high schools, zero students, Tested proficient on 2023 standard testing. Zero. Zero students. Holy They've, mackerel. They finally lowered themselves to uh, our standards, Matthew. Yeah. Wow. That's us, buddy. There we go. Those are my peeps. <clears throat> Not one single student. Joe, what was, the out- yep. what was the outcome, Joe, with this Walmart story? What happened? Do you know? She was arrested, wasn't she? She was arrested. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, the arresting people just, are racist. She's screaming in a horrible way that Walmart's racist, Walmart's racist. So does that mean, I don't think black people believe that because they're black, they get to steal. No. no. All of the black people that I know know that they have to pay for the products. All of the black them. people I know pay. Right. It's not a matter of I'm white, white black, or no, I'm It's Asian. money. It's green. It's green, Matt. It's a green issue. Yeah, yeah. Cash money. Cash money. Cash money. There, there is, while we're talking about viral videos, there's a good one from Philadelphia. Have you seen this? Where the mom is in her car with her kids. Yep. And the horde of bikers goes by, and one of them stops and tromps on her back windshield. Right. And she gets out and starts giving him hell. He head bumps her with his helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ends up pushing him over on his bike. And at any minute, you're expecting her to get killed by either him or some of the other bikers. Uh, and she never does. The outcome, I saw an interview with her, was that she thought she might die, but everything turned out okay. And she felt good knocking the biker over. And I felt good when she knocked the biker over, too. So uh, well, I, like, I like that story only because she got out of the car and fought back. And I'd only interject that when you say biker gang, you get the image of the Harley people. This wasn't. Oh, no, 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 no. These were no. just a failed academy youth riding around on dirt bikes. The dirt bikes. Yeah. Was, and the kid who jumped on her car looked like he was about 15 right. body wise. Right. You couldn't see his face. These are like uh, people 15. with no moral or ethical framework. Right. Yes. So there you go. Uh, in uh, other news. After decades of progress, uh, this isn't good for us old folks, life expectancy here in the U.S. is going downward. 
Among no, the, they're going to be okay. <laughs> among wealthy nations, the U.S. in recent decades went from the middle of the pack to being an outlier, and it continues to fall further and further behind. A year-long examination reveals the erosion in lifespans is deeper and broader than widely recognized, afflicting a far-reaching swath of the U.S., Opioids and gun violence are, of course, part of the problem, but chronic diseases are the greatest threat, killing far more people between the ages of 35 and 64 every year than it ever has. Heart disease and cancer remain, even at the height of the pandemic, the leading causes of death for people 35 to 64. And uh, other conditions, private tragedies that unfold in U.S. households have become more common, including diabetes and liver disease. According to the study, sickness and death are scarring entire communities in much of the country. The geographical footprint of early death covers a swath that goes to the south and midwest working age people are dying at a higher rate than 40 years ago the trail of death is so prevalent that a person could go from virginia to louisiana then up to kansas by traveling entirely within counties where death rates are higher than they were in the 1970s well i don't, I don't want to take that route i would take a yeah, different route different route yeah Make a move, Joe. I'd make a move. Make a move, Joe. quick. I'm taking the longevity move. <laughs> Takes uh, story a long from, cut home. Story from my people in Bismarck, North Dakota. George Demarius pulled a gun on a customer at McDonald's after the customer refused to buy him a Big Mac and a Happy Meal on Saturday. Mm. According to the arresting affidavit, the customer was going to the Burnt Boat Drive McDonald's in Bismarck for lunch around 12.48 p.m. When Demarius approached him, asked the customer if he could buy him a Mac and a Happy Meal. The customer then told Demarius to go get a job and walked into the restaurant. <laughs> he pulled a, then pulled a gun on the customer. According to the arresting affidavit, the customer uh, went, uh, oh, let's see, never mind, paragraph I just read. <laughs> Way to proofread. Police arrived soon after at the restaurant and were able to locate the Marius. Officers were able to locate a black Taurus Model G3 9mm handgun, which the Marius had hidden in a stroller that was holding his one-year-old daughter. Oh, cute. A he play was taken, gun. John, have you ever been there? Uh to that McDonald's? I mean, I've been to that block. I've never been to that McDonald's. I just wonder if you're sure. at that McDonald's. I, uh, you know what? Well, I better nice not one. say what I'm thinking because when you talk about McDonald's, sometimes it's bad for your career, so I'm not going to do that. A woman who was with the Marius at the time of the incident was also arrested at the scene after she gave law enforcement a false name when they were interviewing her. Can I just sing one line? That's just sure. the way it is. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just for fun, he says, get, get a, a job. job. <laughs> was so that Bruce Hornsby or the range? range? That was, that was the range. Hornsby. So the guy outside the restaurant said, hey, pal, buy me a Big Mac. Yes, and a whatever, a Happy Meal. That's aggressive kid. for the kid. And he said, get a job. And... Uh, and the guy followed him. And that escalated out. quickly is what you're saying. I would have politely yeah. given it the old, oh, I don't have any money. Oh, and you're going into McDonald's to buy something. <laughs> but he's well, got but, one but of those. There's a mitigating factor here. What's what is the, the mitigating yes, factor, sir. as I would put it? The kid in the stroller. He's going to get the Happy Meal. Well, he's he's in dire straits is what you're saying. But maybe the kid was hungry. Right. But the kid is packing heat with the stroller host, <laughs> holster. No, not the baby. <laughs> He just oh, we used don't the know that. to hide the gun. The kid was hiding a gun. The kid can't be <laughs> right. trusted. Get a cigarette going. I'll take the Big Mac. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't you have to feed the kid? 
Watch you yeah. say to the guy, look. There's other ways to I'm feed I'm going to get your kid something, but I'm not getting you anything. Right. And then he probably still would have got shot. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, this story has a bad ending, but the oddness of it, I just feel I must report it. Happened in Oklahoma. A woman dead after authorities say she was hit by an airplane while mowing the lawn. 27-year-old Samantha Hayes was on a lawnmower at the Broken Bow Airport at McCurtain County last Friday afternoon, according to the Oklahoma Highway Patrol. At the same time, a 1972 Bonanza A36 piloted by a 70-year-old man was coming in to land on the runway. The pilot descended the plane, landed, and after touching down, officials said he saw Hayes on the lawnmower. According to authorities, the pilot tried to pull up the plane, but the wing struck Hayes in the head. Oh, I hate when that happens. She was pronounced dead at the scene. The pilot was uninjured. Was, well, it whoa, was uh, silence. A, a what grass, about a, a grass landing strip? I wonder. Uh, it, it would appear so. Oh, I would have think so. Been. There's there's a lot of areas. I've I got to land in a couple of grass uh, landing strips in North Dakota. Well, the person at fault right. here is the air control tower operator. Well, you're assuming there's a it's tower. It's a smaller there's, town. There's, it sounds yeah. like a Barney Fife airport. There's so many varieties of landing strips because you, you probably know. wouldn't <laughs> want to cut the grass you know, during peak landing. No, that would well, be that would be something you ought to be right. looking out for. Nobody's addressing the real question here. Was the airplane okay? Well, the guy was. It said the pilot was Well, okay. who cares about him? What about the plane? Those things are expensive. That's a 72. Come on. How expensive can it be? Uh, it's got a front nose. It looks like a retracting landing gear. It's, it's expensive. The, uh, I landed twice in grass fields, Chris, and there was no tower or anything. You oh. just you just had to land. You, you look around. I see. You, you do a flyby like Maverick and nice. uh, if everything's like, okay. Like Maverick? Negative. Yeah. All right, Johnny, (laughs) let me tell you something. You you need a garage door guy on that list of guys you have next to the, in the telephone closet. Remember those Mm -hmm. telephone closets? You don't remember that. You're too young. Yeah, you close the door, the light goes on. Yeah, but you got a closet, and then in there you got all your guys. And under garage, you should have precision garage door of the Twin Cities. Mm -hmm. Now, it's just not one guy. You get the whole family. Can you find them in the yellow pages? No, you can <laughs> you put it in your phone closet. Okay, okay. They're they're a whole GL family. They uh, serve the metro and western Wisconsin. They don't charge extra for weekend visits. They cover everything. I've been getting great emails from people who have found their work to be absolutely pleasant and competent and professional and timely and affordable. They even uh, they'll provide the garage door in the event you need a new door and the rollers and the springs and the uh, the lights inside the garage and the yeah. remote in your car. They get all of that stuff worked out. They're really, really good people, and they get great reviews on Google. Five star. I bet there's not a higher review than five star. Probably not on Google. So put this in your uh, in your telephone closet. It's the garage door business you've been looking for because you need one garage door business. There's yeah. a million of them out there, but you need one you can count on. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. You can go online and find PrecisionDoorMN.com. Or you can call Precision Garage Door at 612-263-6985. Hey everybody, it's John here and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes 
Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to Factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at Factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Are we done? Yes, everybody's done. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. A respected auto industry analyst is, uh, has told an outfit called Motor Biscuit. I'm unaware of that. Hmm. I'm unaware of that uh, site. That uh, no matter how the strike goes with the auto workers right now, that new car prices are going to become a growing nightmare situation. Higher labor costs translate to higher vehicle costs in general. However, having three variations, EVs, PHEV, and uh, what's what's PHEV? Probably a part hybrid EV. EVs, hybrids, and gas-powered versions of each model moving forward will be very costly to automakers. And the uh, the uh, analyst name is Dan Levy, Barclays Senior Auto Analyst. He said this will affect union shops, but also non-union ones like Tesla. That's because if there is enough disparity, the non-union shops will vote to unionize. They've they're already getting lower wages than union members. Instead, offsetting lower pay with company stock. Uh, anyone uh, 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 in the market for a uh, an electric vehicle? Apparently, the price of them are are going to become extremely high. Hmm. And I, that's I, troubling. I, I printed this story, and it went from page one to page four, and all of a sudden, we're talking about the Apple Watch. And uh, th- that <laughs> has it. nothing to do with the EVs, does it? <laughs> no, it really doesn't. <laughs> Well, it might. I don't know who bought a solid gold Apple Watch, but if you're still wearing it, be very careful because Apple will no longer provide you with repair support. That hmm. means it will no longer make parts available or replace the battery. That latter part is really the only part that matters. There's nothing you can repair on an original Apple Watch that will make it able to uh, to run on modern watch face or apps. Replacing the battery would at least keep it functional in whatever state its software is now forever locked. Hmm. She, meaning the CP, yeah. she lost a bracelet. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, it's, it's a, a good big, one? It's a big deal. It's uh, It's got the charms of all the kids on it, and she's beside herself. And I only mention it because I wish I could find that thing. Yeah, how, how has this that become your fault? That would eliminate the game of flaws. Yeah, no, it's is... not. It hasn't become my fault yet. Yet. No, I, I don't think it will be. Okay. Uh, uh, she's going to find it. My positivity, she's going to go, oh, yeah, I'm such a dummy. I took it off and I put it over here. Not even remembering. 
That's how mm. your Polish people work. I mean, I can't, uh, I can't yeah. come up with it. I, I think it would, it would be a delight to find this for her, but I can't. I uh, found my wedding ring after an ab. It was gone for about seven, eight years. <laughs> it was in a, it was in a box of nuts that I had bought from the hardware <laughs> store that were on a shelf. <laughs> and that's where I found it. So now, of course, now it's on my keychain. I think I'm going to put a lost and found ad in the local paper. I uh, I got this wedding ring from my father-in-law. Mm -hmm. It was passed down to me. Mm -hmm. And I promptly, after, oh, I don't know, six, eight months of marriage, I did lose it. Yeah. And I was horrified. And I went over to their house for Christmas Eve one day, had my green Christmas corduroys on, put my hand in my pocket. And there she was. There, that's how it works. Yeah. Well, this thing is. Uh, <laughs> See, so what I'm. We're, we're, Kenny and I are giving you positive vibes where, oh, wow, I forgot. That's what I did with it. I took the uh, trash and the recycling off the curb Monday morning and just dumped it all into the yard. Yeah. And I, looked through it. And the guy with the carrying the papers came and he was. He stayed away from me. He was a little perplexed. He yeah. said, uh, I think just to, you know, you, you get in tr yourself into a little bit of trouble every once in a while. Yeah. And just to kind of not help your case out, when I when I see Jennifer, I'll probably say, I bet it was in the trash. I don't think he looked hard enough. I'm wouldn't sure it, it was in the recycling. Wouldn't it be fun if we had a celebrity homes tour in the city of GL and we could just drive by the mayor's residence <laughs> and just kind of show him the kind of weird shenanigans yeah. that happen on a daily basis. But prior basis. to that, pour a bunch of trash in his No, yards. if you look to your right, you'll see the mayor of Garage Logic uh, appears to be on his hands and He's knees in the front yard. Looking through an old, <laughs> for an old chicken leg. The neighbor's <laughs> looking on, yep, looks about right. That's about uh, if you, uh, you look to your left now, and it's in the dead of winter, of course, if you driving by the mayor of Garage Logic's home, notice as he's pouring gasoline on his driveway. <laughs> she was only at two places Monday. The grocery store mm -hmm. and the kids' grade school. I told my wife to keep an eye out for it. Did you go back to the school with a metal detector? It wouldn't need a metal detector. It was at, she was at a volleyball game, and apparently someone in the family did go back and look under the bench seat where she was sitting. It wasn't there. If it was at the grocery, both these places, are you are, you are now dependent on honest people. Mm -hmm. You want to get it back? Yeah. $500 reward. I'll be glad to offer a $500 reward. Put up reward. the signs at the school oh, and the grocery store. 500 Here you go. <laughs> yep. I'll be glad to. I'll be glad yep. to. I hope she finds it. Speaking of find it. Speaking of money, you had a question off the air about the student loan forgiveness program. I have some questions I wanted to uh, relay to some people. Is there any way I can get some information? Yes, this is coming directly from the president of oh, the United well, States. Oh, here we go then. You can sign up for the SAVE plan at studentaid.gov slash SAVE. Studentaid.gov slash studentaid.gov slash SAVE. And remember. And remember. Oh, God. Hey, I'll tell you this. It's not a uh, joke. You don't have a Pioneer Press with you today, do you? No. Okay. It's featured in today's St. Paul Pioneer Press. I didn't I have know this. At home. On the entertainment section, there's a review of a uh, wonderful new place. It's uh, called Nowhere Haunted House in Invergrove Heights. It's got a haunted house and it's got some mini golf and stuff. And featured in that is a photograph of Media Night 
where my family is playing mini golf. I just looked at it today and said, wait oh, a no. minute, that's us. So I'm I'm featured in the uh, let me, let me, Pioneer let me, Press today. Let, let me ask you something. Go, Joe! What This place is called what? It's called Nowhere Haunted House. It does escape rooms. It does mini golf. We went through the haunted house Why? last week. Why? Uh, my kids love I love going through haunted houses. There's, Halloween's it was, not for another month. No, it was, well, this is where they make their money. Uh, Zivik's down on 61 in Cottage Grove. That's another great place. But nowhere is a really good haunted house. Did, um, I am calling the story up right now. I went through a haunted house. <laughs> Remember the old house that used to be at Minnehaha Falls? Uh, the old original yes. white mansion yes, there? Yes, yeah. That was a haunted house one year, and I took a kid I used to have and his friend. How'd that work and out? And I picked him. By the time I was halfway through it, I had one kid under one arm, one kid under the other arm, and I was forcing my way out of the damn place. It was it was horrible. That's not the it spirit was horrible. of it. Not the spirit of it. it was I am. Is I'm looking at the picture. That's Sophia, right? Uh, I'm on the right. Mick yeah, I see you. Back. I see Mick. Yeah. Sophia's in the middle. And See, I, I really had high hopes for Sophia. Um, I, I was, you probably might not even know about this, but I was in on some of her shenanigans. I knew what she was yes, up to. Well, true. maybe mom and dad didn't know what, yeah. what was going on. Right. And I really thought that she was going to break away. But she, at her age, what is she, 23 now, 24? She's 20, uh, 22. She just turned 22. 22. Why is she still hanging out with you nerds? <laughs> Uh, why would she David agree Meadow to are this? in there? Her, her boyfriend James has the white hat. He's a huge garage logician. Um, why would she? Why would she do this? Uh, usually, Dad will take him out for dinner before or something like that, or after, and that's probably why. She still, really, uh, she still doesn't know the price of toilet paper, even though she moved out about six months ago. I really thought there was a good chance that she was going to end up in county jail at least for a weekend at some point, <laughs> but it doesn't seem to be. I uh, know she's uh, I, uh, she's still pretty good. May I interrupt this day in history? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go ahead. What day is it? The Lyman's inform me that the next couple of days they'll be with the kids they used to have up north at a cabin on a lake, uh, north of Grand Rapids. So the Lyman's are unsure about the Wi-Fi. I think they'll come through. Yeah. And if they don't, I've got them covered. You do. Right. Okay. So. Only one lousy thing happened on this day in this state. On October 4th? This yep. is why you're... 1869. Hmm. By the way, did you see where there's a new park in Stillwater, but they're they're having a, a controversy yeah. now about the name? Uh, Lumberjack Landing or something? You finally got your alert? I got mine a long time ago. What yeah. The you know what? The, the government doesn't care about you. I, well, it's because I shut my phone off, I think. There's a new park at the north end of Stillwater, and the uh, the current name, which I think is pretty cool, is Lumberjack Landing. Yeah. Yes. Well, that, it's its history was wood and lumberjacks. Right. Right. And and but that's uh, a lot of the prematurely gray-haired forty-two-year-old women in town. They think that's not uh, honoring uh, Native peoples enough, and uh, so. Uh, they want to scrap that name, and they got a petition going so they can call it some unpronounceable name. Okay. So whatever it turns out, I'm sure the park will be lovely. Oh, of course it is. On this day in 1869. Joe, today is October 4th. Well, this was reminding me. Why that. don't they do the right thing 
and give the entire state of Minnesota back to the Native Americans. It's their land. It would you admit we're, better. We're squatting on their <laughs> land. Give the entire state back. And we the, wouldn't have to rebuild the governor's mansion. To the right. Sioux and the Ojibwe. And you're right. It would be managed better. Yeah. On this day in 1869. I thought there was only one. Yeah, that there was. While under construction to provide water for mills on the Mississippi River around St. Anthony, a tunnel under Hennepin Island gave way. The 2,000-foot collapse threatened to divert water from the main falls and cut the power source for mills along the river. Local citizens worked to plug the hole until the river froze, and then a dam was built to allow for more permanent measures. The Mm. repair job took 10 years to complete. Sounds like the government. Mm-hmm. That was in 1869 on this day. That's pretty early in this uh, state. A, t- state a of tunnel under the falls. Yeah, there you no, have it. That's it. For the that's day. Fl- Nothing else got accomplished. On that's this day. freaky. Like when you're in Boston and you're under a tunnel where like the that. ocean is above. I don't like that's that. That's very scary. I don't like. I don't that. like that either. Yeah. Well, or- when you go uh, through the tunnel into New York on the on uh, the river. That Holland? scares me, too. See, I always thought tunnels were above the riverbed. No, the tunnels are under the riverbed. It took me a while into adulthood to realize that. But if it keeps on raining, the levee's going to break. But the tunnel is <laughs> under the river. It's under the river. Got it. All right. Well, no, not the not the tunnel, though. The tunnel is in the water, isn't it? I think the well, channel's under the water. Channel's under. Under the uh, seabed. Under the I sea. had a friend that was a welder on the channel, and he did it in the water. Well, then, maybe it's under the water. Uh, he was an underwater welder. I don't know. I don't know. Underwater welder? Underwater welder. Underwater welder water. Did he get wet when he was underwater welder? No, but his name is Walter. Walter the underwater welder. Water. Underwater water welder. All right, I got to go. I, I do, too. I got to play golf. Thanks, GLers. I'm not going to play. What in the world is this? What, what in the world, world is this? It's YouTube. That's what it is. And you subscribe to Garage Logic on the YouTube page, and it's free, Mr. Screamer. So check that out. Also, when you're done there, head over to garagelogic.com. Sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council. 100 bucks a year, 10 bucks a month. Small price to pay to be in. And that's before show, post show, and... A lot of times during the breaks when I think the show is still going, but we're on break and I, I can't tell the difference. Uh, that's Garage Logic Town Council. And for your hoppy, your uh, Halloween shopping, I combine those two. Hopping. Check out garagelogic.com. There's some great shirts, sweatshirts, caps left over from the uh, Minnesota State Fair. And in our vast hallway, the Hall of Clothing. You know, you walk Hell in there, they got to XLs, double XLs, whatever that room is down over at the Conus building. Are you wearing a Smedium? Yeah, I've got a Smedium, so my muscles show. 